Coach Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. If I say the words President Street to you, are you going to go to Google Maps and do a search? Well, actually, no. President Street is a pop fusion band taking the UK by storm. They hail from Melbourne, Australia, and consist of Ruby and Pete. They've had a couple of top five hits in the UK dance chart and inconsiderable success on the UK college radio circuit with two headline UK tours of their own. Coming up next on Celeb Savant, we've got President Street, Ruby and Pete. Pete and Ruby, where do we find you in the world? What's happening in your life and how are you doing? We're doing very well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you find us at the moment? We're in the UK. Um, and at the moment, we are just preparing for the upcoming release of our latest single this Friday. Why the name President Street? Where does that come from? I'll let Pete answer that yeah, one. Yeah, President Street's actually the name of the street that I grew up in in Perth. Oh, okay. Tell us more about the new music that's coming out, the new album. Yeah, so um, our previous single that we released, Heal, is part of an upcoming mini album, which Tell Me Brother will obviously add to. Tell Me Brother is our new song. Um, and the theme of this mini album is very much centred around healing, you know, and, and the songs do sort of cover different elements of healing. And hopefully by the end of it, you're feeling more uplifted as the healing journey does go through, right? Oh, wow. So when you speak about healing, are you talking about Reiki? What type of healing? Uh, not not quite. It's just sort of, you know, emotional, mental, soul-based healing, um, okay. you know, going through different stages of emotions. Sometimes we need to heal from grief. Sometimes, you know, too many people in the world need to unfortunately heal from abuse and things like that. Yeah. And, and this upcoming song sort of tackles an element that's a little bit more more worldly i guess and healing from the abuse of war and violence and things like that that's at a, a larger sort of um, government level really is it what's been going on in the world that's inspired the music or was the music pre what was going on in the world <laughs> yeah, so a bit of both look i suppose the themes are relatively universal and so tell me brother which really is a peace song it's a bit of an anti-war song it sort of feels like it's always relevant you know, Unfortunately. Yeah. It's, Unfortunately. Whilst it was, you know, um, it started its life a couple of years ago, it feels extremely relevant now. So, yeah. it's, um, you know, like I said, it's a bit of a universal theme that unfortunately doesn't seem to go away. Yeah, Pete, Pete originally started writing this song um, about the, some riots in New South Wales in Australia on the East Coast and we've sort of finished it off more recently this year and, yeah, obviously the the unfortunate things that are happening in Ukraine and, and you know, still all around the Middle mm. East and other countries as well have been a big part of what's what's inspired this song. You know, we're in 2022 and you would have thought humans by now <laughs> would have learnt that the way we do things don't work. Yeah. I mean, look, at the, end, at the end of the day, you know, we're still writing songs that we're, that we're very proud of and we yeah. love and you know, we um, energetically, you know, we think are, are fantastic and a bit of, Fantastic. No one describes their music as fantastic. But we think, you know, energetically they're uplifting. And, um, but yeah, no, so thematically that theme is running through. But at the end of the day, you know, there's still songs that we hope that people can connect to musically yep. Yep. As, as well as sort of, um, you know, through the vocals or through the lyrics. Let's take it all the way back to the very beginning of your music career. How that all began. How did you guys meet? How did the band come together? Let's start from day one. 
Okay. So um, well, we, we like to say that we met on a version of musical Tinder. So um, there's a website in Australia called Star Now, and it's a, it's in the UK. It's also in the UK as well. Yeah, I think it's it, worldwide actually. It's a website where artists can put up their profiles so singers, actors, models, producers, directors. Yeah. They all, all, creatives. Put their, all creators put their profiles and you can go and find other creators to work with. I had a few songs together at that stage and was looking for a female singer, a Melbourne-based female singer, so I just went through literally every female singer that was on there. Ruby had actually only put herself up there for a month. She sort of said to herself, I'll put myself out there for a month to see how we go. And I was lucky that that month was the month that I was looking and pretty much all the other singers had, you know, very professional headshots and very professionally recorded, studio-recorded demos, whereas Ruby had, like, some holiday pics and she'd just taken her phone into her bathroom and sung a cappella into it. And the, I was, the pictures were still very nice holiday pictures, yes, mind I'm you. Sure. <laughs> and, you know, and I was thinking, well, hey, if, if, you know, I am going to collaborate with someone and they want to hear you singing, well, mm. at the end of the day, it's it's to me it's about the voice as well and the delivery. And if you want to hear my voice completely unstructured, then this is just a raw, you know, voice note in my phone. And, hey, bathrooms have good acoustics, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's say so, yes. <laughs> so I got reached out to Ruby and we got in touch. And yeah. in fact, I think Ruby was the only one I reached out to. And luckily, she, you know, we got together and, you know, it's, it's been great ever since. So been very collaborative and now we do all of that all we do all the songwriting jointly and, you know, everything together now. So, you know, it's, it's been fantastic to have such a strong uh, partner on the journey. And we've been really fortunate. We've had, you know, some some great people part of President Street along the journey as well. But, you know, as as life goes through twists and turns and, and you know, people's jobs and, you know, other factors in life, you know, one could say infringe on their ability to do music. Um, you know, it sort of ended up as the two of us for the last while. And, yeah, it's been it's been really great. We've been enjoying moving President Street along. And the name, actually, I think we touched on it before, but President Street, yes, is a street that Pete grew up on, but we wanted to speak about it because, you know, music in a way is the universal language and universal therapy for the soul, I think. Yeah. And um, a lot of things happened on President Street for Pete. A lot of things happened for me in my life, as they do for most people in mm. this world. And it was just a nice sort of full cathartic full circle to come back to President Street and have music as, you know, the, the outlet for both of us. And how long have you guys been recording and collaborating together? Including COVID, probably about five, five. six years now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, but and- obviously two years of COVID was pretty yeah, and we were in Melbourne, the most locked down city in the world. But we're not talking about COVID anymore, are we? Everyone's no, no, no. positive energy, that. positive energy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive into your creative process from zero or nothing. What is a process of uh, collaboration and uh, the magic of a three to four minute song? How does that come to be? Is it different each time? Is there a specific intention that you guys have when sitting down together? Tell us more about that process. It's definitely very different each time, we feel. Um, You know, some songs just almost write themselves and they're done in like six minutes. (laughs) You know, the melody comes, the music comes, the lyrics just flow out and it's done. Others, you know, take a little bit more time and and, or they are a little bit more cognitive. We do set out with a message that we really want to communicate because we're inspired by something specific. Um, But normally it sort of starts with Pete just strumming away on the acoustic guitar. And I'll just start, you know, singing some melodies and um, then we'll sound it out and whatever's the a topic that we sort of want to write about or words that just sort of fit into the melody shapes. Um, that's generally how we sort of 
that's the, the beginning of most of our songwriting processes. Yeah, and look, we, we, we don't really go in predetermined we're going to write this kind of song or that kind of song. We very much let the song write itself in a lot of ways. And we go, okay, you know, emotionally this song is, is bringing out us and taking us in this direction, so therefore mm. we'll create along that path, so to speak. Pre-President Street, were you guys in the entertainment industry performing or do you guys have different journeys? We both had different journeys. Um, Ruby has been singing since she was very little and um, but never really, never really formally out there, so to speak. So I think President Street is the first yeah, um, outward pro- projection of your voice, other than a bit of a bit of sort of performing in, in, in school theatres and things, school plays and things like that. Yeah. I grew up in a very strict family, and I basically I wasn't allowed to pursue music. I wasn't allowed yeah. to do any music schools that I wanted to do or all that sort of stuff. So um, it was delayed until I was old enough to be able to do it on my own completely, which is. Mm. good mm. um made me realize that you know i really did want it as well i guess um and yeah pete yeah so i had been down a bit of a journey i had i i got i got into music but again similarly i didn't have any musical um training or anything as a kid neither of us have had a musical lesson so we've had we've had to learn to speak a language that works for us to communicate <laughs> without formal musical sort of uh, terminology. But, yeah, so I, I was obviously down the path I had been writing, I had been creating, I had been starting down this path of wanting to do music, more of mu- doing music seriously. I was doing a bit of gigging around, playing percussion in bands around town and stuff. But President Street was really for both of us, the coming out yeah, of, the big of, first step. Of, our, you know, of our musical career. Yeah, and creatively as well. You guys collaborate together. Uh, it's obviously our a unit that works brilliantly and works well. Is there any interest in bringing any other collaborators into the fold or are you guys happy with the unit as is? We're working with other, we're working with some other people in, in okay. England. So we just recently did a big tour of the UK um, with Roachford. And oh, so, yes. yep. yeah, who's absolutely amazing. Okay. If you ever get the chance to see him, yep. I recommend you do. So, you know, we met some people when we were out that last time. And so, we, so we, there's a couple of people that we're starting to songwrite with and collaborate with. Yeah. Um, which has been really great. So we're really excited. We've got an exciting session coming up this week yeah. with an amazing guy in England. Won't say too much about it yet, but mm-hmm. you know we've got we've got some things in the works with some collaboration. So that's really exciting. It's sort of an expansion yeah. of, of of our voice in a way. I have an interesting question. So you guys are so gelled as a unit. When you bring in other energies or other personas or other collaborators. There's that excitement, but do any other nerves or in inverted commas ego play into it? You know, it's obviously big names and like, oh, it's this person, that person. So how do you, on that first day of opening that door, what is that process for you each emotionally or energetically just to calm and accept that third or fourth energy coming into your spaces? One of the things that we've really talked about is creating a safe space for creativity and really leave checking your egos at the door. So there's no such thing as a bad idea. We want to create an environment very much where you can put out your crazy ideas because that might turn into something great, even if you feel a bit embarrassed about it. So that's our overarching creative philosophy is it's a safe space and it's a space to be goofy and to throw (laughs) throw mud at the wall and see what sort of thing. And the people that we work with, obviously we meet them first and we get a sense that, you know, they're on the same page and, so we haven't really had any dramas at all in that. Yes, time. it is. It's it's you know as you say, it's about just sort of feeling and reading their energy as well, mm. and you know 
as as humans, we all, well, maybe not all of us, but most of us do sort of, you know, naturally adapt to other people's energy and you just sort of create a new little, a new little combination of people each time that you do work with someone else. And yeah, we've, we've been really fortunate to work with some really kind and, and incredibly talented people. Really and I'm sure if there were any situations where they weren't gelling with those energies or personalities that there wouldn't have been an end result of a, a song or it wouldn't have led to collaborations. Yeah, or definitely probably not further collaborations, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you leave it at that. Like, All right, thank you very much. Bye. Thank you for your time. Bye. At the door. <laughs> but we haven't, I, I can't say that we've encountered that yet, have we? No. I don't think so. No. Yeah. But that. everything we've released so far has just been really us. Yeah. yeah. So the collaborations that we're working on are for future songs. Okay, you spoke about the mini album, and when is that going to be released? Tell us more about that. Um, probably uh, March, April next year, as a guess. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest, but okay. I think that's, that's probably when we'll be looking at that. These collaborations that you're doing now, is that for the mini album or for songs later on? See how they come out. Yeah. Okay. You know, as we're keeping it, we know we're keeping an open mind to that right. stuff. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes, and if they're strong enough, and you know, and they feel that they're in the in the right frame absolutely we'd love to put him in now tell us about what you enjoy about performing live oh everything live <laughs> that's something else and at the end of the day we are so grateful to be able to do it because there's really not many people in the world that do get to stand up on a stage and feel that energy of people you've got you know hundreds thousands of bodies standing in front of you who are eagerly you know, wanting to be entertained. They want to feel something from you. And, and it is, it's it's an honour. For, for me personally in the past, I was probably a little bit in my head. I was a little bit, um, you know, shy and had my little issues to work through. And now, you know, it's 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 just so fun. You know, you get to you get to dress up, you get to put on a show, we get to just do what we love at the end of the day. You know, we we sometimes can get caught up like, in the studio and trying to do social media and all of the back end side of things that we do as independent musicians and being on stage, no matter how stressed you are or no matter how whatever's been happening, it's just, it's the ultimate release. It's the ultimate joy because you literally feel those vibrations in the floor from, from the drums and from the music and all of that. And there's, it's, it's just so special and to connect with the audience, to be able to look at people's faces and, and communicate what we've been writing about and um, have that, real-time feedback from an audience as well coming from the audience perspective i love me a concert i love standing riding right in front but what i find is everyone around me has their cell phone up trying to get the perfect picture perfect video they're not in the moment they they're so busy tweeting uh, posting tiktoking whatever all the words are does that not sometimes take away from the energy and connection that you're trying to connect with the audience look at the end of the day i suppose what we do is we come out there and we just and we're, we're so focused on giving the best performance that we can and a lot of what we talk about is we perform for ourselves as well so regardless of what's happening out in the, in the crowd we want to make sure that we're at our strongest so we're always focusing on that and that's just the way, at the end of the day, that's just the way it is now. People want to share it as much, share it in, at the same time as they're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is great for us too at the end of the day, you know, to be able to have, have people have sharing music, us. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's just the reality. And as, as Ruby says, we feel very lucky and very blessed to be able to get out there and be on stage and play to people. So 
it doesn't bother us at all. And I'd like on the most recent tour with Richard, for example, like after we would get off stage, we'd, um, you know, go to the merch stand before he would come on and also at the end of the night. And, you know, that's obviously a great opportunity for people that feel compelled to. They'd come up and have a chat with us. And a lot of people would airdrop like their the videos and photos that they did take. And then they'd, they'd be like, oh, I just had a look at them. I'm so sorry. Like I wasn't even looking at the screen because I was just like actually so engaged with you guys. And so the videos aren't necessarily really great videos because they're not actually looking through their phone lens, which uh, okay. in that sense of what you said, maybe, maybe not everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a thing now and there's not really much you can do about it. Yeah. And yeah, what can you do? Way back when it was CDs, vinyls, cassettes. I'm very grateful that those are making a comeback. I love me a CD, <laughs> holding the aesthetic, the holding the thing, looking at the booklet, looking at the artwork, looking at the pictures. What are your thoughts of the way that music is now consumed by the listening audience? Yeah, I guess you, in a way, like we really can't be, obviously, yes, it's changed. I don't think there's much of a service to us to be negative about it mm-hmm. because it is what it is and we have to roll with it if we want to be sharing our music with people. But, yeah, of course, it's it's a much higher rate and faster consumption it's it's not as much like you said that experience of waiting at the you know music shop or whatever and like getting there early before they sold out and potentially getting a signed copy and going home taking the plastic hop off opening it up and flicking through and reading all the producers and songwriters and all the lyrics and all the photos and everything that's you know that's definitely an amazing experience that you know people don't get to experience as much anymore but in a way they do get to experience it because there's all of the social media content of like the lyric videos and, you know, all the photo shoots and stuff like that. It's just more easily accessible, mm. I guess. Um, and immediate. So, you know, often well, yeah, well, often yeah. people might hear something and they go, what's that? They shazam it. They go straight to yeah. Spotify and they add it. And so the, the accessibility and the immediacy of it is great versus in the maybe before that, they'd have to remember it, write it down, go home, try and find it, whereas now it's like, oh, I like that, I'll go find it straight away. So, you know, there's a lot of pros that come with it as well. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so we're pretty, you know, at the end of the day, as Ruby says, that's our medium now, and, and, and you know, and that's great. And we have more of a global reach as well, you know, than if we were doing music in, you know, before that. Exactly. And, but you know, the thing is I have my Spotify account and, but I also love my, I still have my monthly budget for my CDs and mm-hmm. I'll get my CDs from Amazon each month. So I like, I have the hybrid of both, but I understand both because if you previously, you might've been more targeted or more marketable in sort of a specific area or country or couple of countries, but now with the accessibility and the immediacy, it allows you to be reached in different countries around the world that you never thought of possibly being reached before. So I understand Absolutely. both areas. It's interesting. Yeah, and, you know, it, and we have direct access to like the database of that for Spotify artists and all of that. And you can see, oh my God, there's like people in Japan or like Russia listening to our songs. Like, yeah. it's like wow, like, how did that happen? That's amazing. Yes. I'm going to put you both on the spot and it will be different every time. So if I had to ask each of you this question in five minutes, five hours, tomorrow, two weeks, it'll be a different answer. So Ruby, you first, your top five favorite songs by other artists. By other artists? Yes. Okay, all time or recently? Well, just in this moment. In this so moment. the top okay. five that come to mind. The, yeah. All right. Um, I, okay, I'm thinking of the songs that I've just had on repeat so much over the last few years. Circles by Post Malone. Yeah. Um, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. Yeah. An old one is My All by Mariah Carey. 
Uh, oh my gosh, the way you make me feel, Michael Jackson. Okay. And run away by the pause. Oh, interesting mix. Now over to you, Peach. Your <laughs> top five. You had time Michael, to think. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, actually, a few of them. In, uh, like Dua Lipa, definitely. Um, that uh, that um, don't start now is fantastic. Yeah. I, I'm a bit of a Prince fan, so I do love when you were mine. by Prince is probably is probably very much in there. I do love Maxwell out of New York. So he's you know I think he's absolutely amazing. So you know he's um what's that record? <laughs> Jeez. No good, my mind's escaped me. But that um, Urban Hangsweek, Maxwell's Urban okay. Hangsweek, I got okay. a lot. I, I, I really like uh, Ed Sheeran. I play a lot of Ed Sheeran. I think he's absolutely fantastic. And I just think everything that Coldplay does is incredible. So. Yeah, I love Coldplay. Putting out there that those are a few of the calibra- collaborations you'll be doing down the line with some of those artists. Oh, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. It'll be hard to do with Prince, but everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Your guys, have you been to South Africa at all? Your experience of the country? Not me. I have. I went to this, the World Cup. Oh, okay. Not the in, World Cup. In Cape Town or Johannesburg? In Joburg and Durban. Okay, cool. And yeah, it was amazing. I actually went at the beginning of the tournament. Yeah. And uh, went to um, Joburg for the opening ceremony and actually went to the concert the night before with Black, my Black Eyed Peas yes. and spent the day in, in the town. That, Nelson Mandela's township, and it was the most amazing experience. It was just absolutely incredible. Putting it out there that your guys will be coming here to perform soon, and I'll be right up in front cheering you, and then we'll go for coffee afterwards. How does that sound? <laughs> that would be amazing. We'd love to. None. Absolutely done. We would love that. Now, the podcast is not only listened to in South Africa, but in the UK, Australia, in America, all around the world. So my top five co- uh, countries mainly is currently USA, UK, Australia, South Africa, and Belgium. So understanding that the podcast is listened to throughout the world, what would you like to say as a final message to the listening audience? Oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, thanks for, you know, thanks, thanks for listening in, you know, and we, we certainly hope that you guys um, do uh, connect with the music that we're writing and we would, you know, we, we certainly would love to hear from you through socials. Um, if you don't, if you, if you like, actually, if you don't like it also, you know, like we are, we're, we're very open to having any conversation. So, you know, we, 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 we hope the message of the song does come through and we hope that there's an opportunity for people to reflect a little bit, but at the end of the day, mostly we want people to enjoy the music and we want people to hopefully connect with us. And, you know, please feel free to reach out and, you know, and say hey on socials. So this is a Celeste Barrett Edelstein signing out with Ruby and Pete from President Street. <laughs> <laughs>